Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek, and we are on part three of Old Thought Next Door by Quan Mills. Um, in the last episode, we had followed Vernita as she went to her blind date and found out that it wasn't popping. Uh, Alice had lied to her about the uh, age and, more importantly, the body type of the uh, guys that she was going to be inviting to this blind date, um, which I guess means it wasn't a blind date because Alice knew what the dude looked like. So I don't know why you got to lie to kick it, but you know how it is. Uh, and then uh, as Vernita was leaving the club because she didn't want to be around no old ass niggas, uh, she got a telephone call from somebody telling them, telling her to get her ass home. Uh, and it was her other other husband, Percy, whom she had uh, had an affair with. Let's call it a, uh, a situationship a, uh, while her husband Clarence was in the hospital. Uh, he was her he was uh, Clarence's nurse and more importantly, uh, Vernita's comfort. Um, and then they got married and he went to jail for six years and now he's out. Uh, and he seems to be an abusive type nigga, uh, a street uh, wise um, type lead with your muscles type nigga. But as we find out or we found out in that previous uh, chapter, the thug niggas are the ones who get her pussy wet, which. OK. Um, turns out that she likes niggas who have felonies and, and, uh, Percy had felonies and Markel both had a felony as well. And speaking of Markel, um, right when Percy and Vernita were about to get, uh, down for theirs, um, after tons of just salacious shit had happened, um, Markel knocks on the door and, uh, Percy was like, I know, Ain't no nigga knocking on my door. I know you ain't gave my pussy to no other nigga. That's what he was saying previously. But it turns out that she had to uh, Markel and his homeboy, Will. Uh, and now Markel is at the door because he left something behind. And so with that said, we are now delving into chapter five. <clears throat> Markel, Percy's eyes instantly filled with rage. Oh, shit. I already knew what time it was. I was a dead old bitch. 
Percy's arms twitched, and that was my cue that this situation was about to get really nasty if I didn't think quickly on my feet. Baby, that's Markel. That's my personal trainer. Remember, I told you about the young guy who's been coming by to help me out with getting my body toned? I tried to explain. I hope I sounded believable. Percy stood there with his fist clenched tightly and his breathing intensified. With his unblinking eyes latched onto me, there was part of me that just knew he knew I was lying my ass off. Bitch, I swear on my mama's grave, you better not be fucking lying to me. I got the blick on me too, and if you lie to me, I'm gonna put a bullet in that nigga's head and your head too. Blick? I had to think for a second what exactly he was talking about. You know, sometimes these young folks be using these words and I didn't even know what the hell they mean. Blick. My gun. Shit. Now that I'm back out here in these streets, I gotta stay pulled up. Baby, no, it's not that serious. I tried to plea once again with him. Oh, my motherfucking goodness. What in the world did I land myself into messing around with this crazy young nigga? Once Percy quickly put his boxers back on, he rudely shoved past me and then stormed out of the bathroom. I grabbed my robe off the chilly bathroom floor and quickly threw it on. Percy by now was already out in the living room. Like a crazy in love bitch, I chased right behind his ass because I didn't want any drama to go down between both my boos. Once I made my way out into the living room, I saw Percy rummaging through his sole piece of luggage. He pulled out his blick, and you already knew my eyes quickly grew with terror. No, baby, please don't do this, I kept begging. Stand the fuck back, bitch. Your old ass gonna die if you fucking lying to me. He growled and then lunged up to the door and looked out the peephole. Wait one motherfucking minute, he bellowed. He quickly unlocked the door and tucked the gun into his back waist. This my nigga Kales. I didn't notice the nigga you was talking about. Percy opened the door and stood there with his arms wide open. Nigga, fuck is you doing around here? He then went in to give Markel a hug. My anxiety simmered a bit and I clutched my chest. Damn, Percy. Nigga, I ain't seen you in some years. When the fuck you get out? Markel said back to him with a big smile etched on his face. I stood back a moment just to make sure nothing crazy suddenly started. Man, I just got out the joint today. My woman was supposed to pick me up and shit, but her ass was tweaking. Bruh, I didn't know you was the one training my old girl. Come the fuck in. It's cool, bruh. I was just swinging by because I left one of my dumbbells in the crib and shit. Markel said back laughing. Man, come in, Percy said. Markel stepped in the door and already knowing protocol, he took his shoes off and made his way near me. Hey, Bernita, sorry I came over late, but I left my dumbbells and I needed for a morning session I got at five. I would have called, but your phone kept going straight to voicemail, he said as he walked over near the corner of the living room where he kept our workout equipment for when he came by and gave me his workout sessions. Oh, no worries, I said back nervously. From the look he was giving me and the sudden smirk he had on his face, I guess he already knew what time it was. Man, Kale's one of the guys. He and I went to elementary school together. We grew up on the same block, right there on 64th and Ellis, Percy laughed as he walked up to me. 
It was just so strange because Markel didn't act as if he was at all shocked and whatnot that Percy would be up in my house at this time of the night. Any normal person would have suspected that something weird was going on between us. And obviously, from the look he gave me just seconds ago, he must already knew I was bouncing on Percy's dick. Shit, he knew how I got down. But damn, he could have acted a bit shocked to not make it seem so obvious that he was kind of aware of what I had going on with his friend. Then again, I could be making all kind of assumptions. But Percy, bruh, let me know if you need a gig. The gym is always hiring and shit. We could use a new trainer on our team. I can get you certified ASAP and have you working our clients and shit like tomorrow. Markel said as he picked up a few dumbbells and made his way back to the foyer. For real, bruh? Hook a nigga up then, Percy exclaimed. But only thing is, shit, you really think I could train people? Markel laughed and said, hell yeah. Man, these folks out here are so out of shape. You could make one of these motherfuckers just raise their hands up in the air and they fat asses will be out of breath. You good, bruh. Well, all right then. I'm going to stop by the gym tomorrow. What time you going to be there? Percy asked. Man, just swing by anytime. I'll be there all day after 8 a.m., Markel replied, and then threw a smile at the both of us. All right, Mr. Markel. We still on for our session next Tuesday, right? I asked. Yes, ma'am, he politely responded and then made his way out the door. Ooh, child, that was a close one. Percy turned and looked at me smiling. Yeah, that's my nigga, he muttered. Can we finish what we started? I had to ask. Without hesitation, Percy grabbed me by my waist and smacked my ass from behind. Hell yeah. The following morning, after a long dick down session, I was in the kitchen making my man some cheese grits, eggs, bacon, fried catfish, hot link sausage, and some pancakes. It was 10 past eight and the sun was shining deep into my kitchen. I had some Shirley Caesar playing for my phone while I whipped up this big soulful breakfast. But let me tell you something here, child. After I got done cooking, Bernita was going to have to take a hot bath and let this pussy soak in some Epsom salt because I sure was feeling mighty sore. Between Markel and his friend and then Percy, my insides felt like I got skin like this catfish I was about to fry up to go with these here grits. Some moments later, I heard Percy rumbling through the kitchen. I spun around and noticed he was dressed like he was ready to head out of the house. He didn't even seem phased by the delectable smells wafting in the air. Damn, baby, where are you going? I made you this big-ass breakfast, I exclaimed, giving him a somewhat disappointed stare. Oh, sorry, bae, but remember, I got to go meet up with Kells about that job and shit, he explained as he lunged up to the fridge, opened it, and took out a carton of some orange juice. He took the carton back to the head. Damn, you could at least use a glass. Besides, Markel said he was going to be there all day. Why you got to leave now? With all this food I made, the least thing you could do is at least attempt to eat some of it. I was really upset. Had I known he was going to wake up and try and leave the house immediately, I would have just kept my tired ass in the bed. This nigga was really starting to get on my motherfucking nerves. Sorry, babe, but you know I got to do what I got to do. Plus, I was still going to link up with a few of the guys to see about some other shit. Huffing, I shook my head. 
Please don't tell me you're still going to try and run in these streets. I already done told you I think that's a bad idea. Bitch, back the fuck up off me for real. Percy suddenly bellowed. Nigga, don't raise your fucking voice in my house. I'm just trying to help you. Man, whatever. I'm out. I'll holler at you later, Bernita. Shaking to my core, I watched this trifling nigga literally toss the orange juice carton back into the fridge and then run out of the kitchen. Seconds later, I heard the front door open and slam shut. I absolutely cannot believe this right now. What in the fuck was I really thinking messing around with this crazy boy? Clutching my chest, I had to sit down for a second in the dining room just to gather my thoughts. This wasn't a good situation at all. Granted, I had a thing for Percy and something to me kind of loved him, but being married to him was one crazy impulsive decision. I let my loneliness get the best of me. Shit, I know why. It wasn't like I couldn't get a man. As I continued to sit there, I dazed off for a second and suddenly my mind went blank. I was at a complete loss of words. Who am I? Why am I here? What's going on? My mind continued to fill with this weird sense of emptiness, and before you knew it, I completely blanked out. I stared off at nothing, forgetting everything about myself and where I was currently. What was going on? Some minutes later, I stood up and made my way over to the kitchen. Then the smoke alarm inside my house began to go off. I snapped out of the days I was in, not knowing how long I'd been out of it. Damn it, I screamed when I realized I had left the pot of grease cooked for too long, and now my entire house is filled with the blackest smoke. Boom, boom, boom. Ding dong, ding dong. Suddenly, I heard three loud knocks at my front door, and then my doorbell kept going off. Getting scared, I tried to quickly gather myself. The entire kitchen was still smoky, and now I was wondering if my alarm had set off the fire department to come to my house. Whoever was at my door kept pounding hard, and my doorbell kept firing off. Maybe it was one of my neighbors. Coming, I shouted as I opened up one of my kitchen windows and let the smoke out. I finally got the window open, and the smoke began to quickly pour out of it, and I marched over to the front door and looked out the peephole. And just as I thought, it was one of my neighbors, Mr. Kilpatrick. He was this older white man that I think was probably in his 50s. I opened the door and greeted him. Hey, Mr. Kilpatrick. Hey, Vernita. Is everything okay? I heard your smoke alarm going off for a few minutes, and I was getting ready to call the fire department. Oh, yeah. Everything's fine. I was just about to. My mind began to draw blanks again. But this time, this intense dizziness came over me. I was just about to. Is everything all right, Vernita? All of a sudden, everything went dark and I fell to the floor. Damn. I'm glad that worked out with Markel. I mean, ain't that many, I guess, prisons in the area. So birds of a feather do time together. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't fucking know. But yeah, she got lucky as fuck. And Percy, oh no, like, nigga, you just got out of jail and you already got a blicky on you. Like, that's not the best idea for a life unless you want a life sentence. Um, and was she just planning on killing him? Was was that the move? Like, is that why she was making catfish, cheese grits, eggs, 
bacon, pancakes. I feel like I'm leaving stuff out. <laughs> uh, hot links. That was it. Catfish, cheese grits, eggs, bacon, hot links, and some pancakes. That is a wild ass breakfast. I mean, I'd take it in shifts. I ain't eating all that at once. I'll take some here and some there. Damn. I hope she's all right, though. That sounds like it could be a stroke or something. But I don't know if a stroke makes you lose your memory. We'll see. Chapter six. Miss Washington. Miss Washington. Miss Washington. How are you feeling, dear? I slowly opened my eyes and noticed I wasn't at home anymore. I was lying in a hospital bed. The sound of all sorts of medical machines were chirping in the background. Glancing around, I had noticed I had a slow dripping IV pumping cool liquid in my arm. I had absolutely no idea why I was brought here. Didn't even know what hospital I was at. Where am I? Why am I here? I said as I kept glancing around. No one else in the room other than this tall, mahogany-toned man who I prescribed... who I presumed had to be the doctor. I didn't have my glasses on me, but I squeezed my pupils to stare at the name tag pinned to his white coat. Dr. James McKnight. I scanned Dr. McKnight up and down, and ooh, child, he was one sexy hunk of man. I was getting so hot and bothered just thinking how delicious this boy looked. I'm Dr. McKnight, Miss Washington. You passed out earlier at your house and your neighbor immediately called 911, he explained. He pulled out a small flashlight from his right pocket and began to scan my eyes with it. The light was very blinding, but that didn't distract me from taking in this man's overpowering sexiness. My eyes quickly jetted down towards his lower half and I wanted to see if Dr. McKnight had him a bulge. I was good at analyzing a man's size just based on the bulge. I didn't quite make out a bulge, but that was probably because I really needed my glasses. Why did I pass out? I asked. That's what we're trying to determine, he replied as he checked off a few things on a clipboard gripped in his hands. How long have I been unconscious? Ah, uh, well, you just woke up. We actually had you on a sedative because when you came in earlier, your blood pressure was really low and we didn't know if you had a stroke or not. But based on your vitals, you didn't have a stroke or a heart attack. Actually, your blood tests all came back good. Are you taking any medication or anything, Miss Washington? No, not at all. When's the last time you've been to a doctor? Well... I just had my annual physical not too long ago. Everything checked out okay, I explained. Hmm, well, I think we might need to run some more tests on you. Should I have a nurse try and contact some family members? A husband? Children? I'm not married. My husband passed away, I replied, but just then like that, I quickly remembered I was technically married to Percy. I didn't want to bring him up because the last thing I wanted was for these supposed to be judging me. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, Dr. McKnight said as he stuffed his pen back into his coat pocket. Okay, well, just let the nurse know if you want to contact any family members to be here with you. 
I'm actually going to order a CAT scan and some other tests just to check everything out. But honestly, it just sounds like maybe you had an unexpected drop in blood pressure. It happens from time to time, especially when you get older. Boy, don't put that on me, I said, laughing. Put what on you? Age. I might be 76, but my body still feels like I'm in my 40s. Is that right? Dr. McKnight replied with a smile. I like your attitude. Well, thank you, I smiled back. Dr. McKnight, if you don't mind, can you have the nurse dial one of my friends? Her name is Alice. I can give you her number. She also has a key to my place in case of an emergency. I need my reading glasses because I can barely see a thing. My left eye is really giving me problems, it seems. How did I think about it? That usually isn't the case. Now I was starting to get a bit nervous because this was the first time I'd ever noticed my vision of my left eye was extremely hazy. Usually I could do fine without my reading glass, but now I felt like I was damn near Stevie Wonder blind. Okay, sure thing. What's your number? Dr. McKnight asked as he pulled out his ink pen. I told him Alice's number and he jotted it down and quickly made his way out of the room. Some seconds later, the nurse, some young Hispanic looking girl walked in and said, okay, Miss Washington, I called your friend Alice and told her what happened. She says she's on her way. But in the meantime, Dr. McKnight ordered a CAT scan for you. So let me get that prep for you, she said. Okay. Anxiety began to rise in my throat and my body grew a tad tight. What exactly is a CAT scan used for? I had to ask as I sat up in the bed. Well, it's a diagnostic exam that can be used to diagnose a bunch of things. But don't worry. I think based on your vitals, everything is going to be fine. <sighs> okay. I didn't like the sound of that, but... I guess I didn't have no control over that at the moment. By the way, what hospital am I at? University of Chicago. The nurse explained as she helped me into another gown. Some moments later, another hospital worker stumbled into my room. He was an older black fellow with a shiny bald head. Miss Washington? That's me, I smiled. I'm Donovan. I'm the x-ray tech that'll be helping you out with your CAT scan, he said. He looked over at the nurse and said, I can take it from here. So moments later, after Donovan, the x-ray tech, and the nurse got me situated in a wheelchair, I was taken down to another part of the hospital for my CAT scan. Once I got inside the room, I swear my entire insides filled with a million butterflies. Is this going to put a lot of radiation and stuff in me? I asked. Well, yes but you should be fine. No more radiation than the radiation you get exposed to when you go through one of those TSA scanners at the airport. Those nuke people all the time and people don't even realize it, Donovan said as he helped me out of the wheelchair and then walked me over to a flat table. Now lay down on this and hold your hands to your side. This test ain't gonna take no longer than five minutes. I'll have you back in your room in no time, Miss Washington. Okie dokie, I replied with fake enthusiasm. I couldn't help but think something was seriously wrong with me. Once Donovan helped me lay down on the table, I laid still staring up at the ceiling of the dimly lit room. 
All I could hear was the faint rumbling of a machine. This reminded me so much of when Clarence was in the hospital. All of a sudden, the fear of dying filled my mind and this weird sense of fear gripped every inch of my sexy body. But I had to be calm. Nothing was wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with me. I kept repeating that in my head as I heard the table move and then Donovan said, now just lay still and close your eyes. Doing as he said, I closed my eyes shut and just thought about my life and all the things I missed out on wasting my time with Clarence. I thought about the future family I could have had. I thought about the future grandchildren I could have been playing with right now. And at the end of the day, although I had a bunch of young guys to fuck around with, I really had nobody. Trying to hold back tears, there was a part of me to wish I could pay to hit a button to go back in time. If I could do it all over again, I'd definitely avoid Clarence like the plague. My tears of sadness turned to tears of rage, and I'm glad that I did what I did when he was sick. Some may label me a bad wife, but I had to do what was right for me. My sex drive had been bottled up for so many years, and I felt repressed. As I could hear the whooshing sound of the machine circulate around me, the guilt of doing what I did to Clarence escaped. Good riddance, I thought to myself. I got lost in my sea of thoughts, and before you know it, I was out of the CAT scan machine. Donovan walked over and helped me up. See, I told you it wouldn't take that long, he uttered with a big grin plastered on his chubby chocolate face. Boy, he sure was ugly, but he was such a nice man. Bless his heart. Anyways, after he helped me up and put me back into the wheelchair, he wheeled me back into the room. As soon as he opened the door, I saw Alice sitting down in one of the two chairs inside the room. Girl, oh my God, I was getting nervous for a second. What happened? Alice growled. Her voice sounded like she was getting ready to break down and cry. Girl, calm down. It ain't that serious. I just passed out and the doctor just thinks my blood pressure dropped too low. I was cooking and I think I inhaled too much smoke. I said as I got up from the wheelchair and lay back down in the bed. Alice pulled out a pair of my glasses from her purse and handed them over to me. I stopped by your house on the way because I figured you would need these. Thank you, girl. You always looking out for me. She rolled her eyes and huffed. I know. I am. Like last night. Child, don't even start. You already know how I feel about men. Don't play me like that. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just glad there's nothing seriously wrong with you. Girl, I know sometimes we get into our little arguments, but you know at the end of the day, you're my best friend. I can't let nothing happen to my girl. I love you. Alice was indeed right. Although we had our occasional disagreements, she was still my friend, and she was someone I could count on when things got bad. Hearing her say those words made me a bit emotional, and I had to look away to let out a few more tears. What's wrong? Alice asked once she noticed how quickly I went quiet. Oh, nothing. Just reminiscing, that's all. About Clarence? She inquired in a somewhat nervous tone. I glanced over at her. Yeah. You miss him? Honestly? I paused for a second. Yes, I lied. I miss him every day. Of course I couldn't let her know how I truly felt about that nigga. 
Yeah, sometimes I wonder what life would have been like if I had a husband for that long who I truly loved and cared for like that. Clarence is a good man. Just count yourself lucky you had somebody like that for such a long time. Not everyone is blessed to have a long-lasting, happy marriage, she said, dozing off into space. Although I was cringing at every word she said, I understood why Alice felt the way she felt. Hell, I'd be feeling the same way, too, if I wasted my time being with a nigga who knocked me across the head every now and again for not making his meatloaf right. Some moments later, the door to my room opened and Dr. McKnight strolled in with his lips pursed. He had this weird, solemn look on his face. Excuse me, but can I have some privacy with Miss Washington? He asked Alice. Sure thing. I'll be outside, Alice said as she quickly stood up and made her way out of the room. Once the door was shut, Dr. McKnight's sexy ass coolly strolled over to my bedside and rumbled through some papers on a clipboard. He reminded me so much of Blair Underwood. I love me some Blair Underwood, except when he was knocking that little light-skinned girl out in that Tyler Perry movie. Unfortunately, I have some bad news, Miss Washington. Now billions of butterflies filled the empty pits of my stomach, and I felt like the walls inside the hospital room were closing in. What's that? I'm not mad at her for having an affair while Clarence was, you know, in the hospital, because, I mean, white men do it all the time. I mean, men do it all the time, I'm, I'm guessing. And her, if her sex drive was her sex drive, it is what it is. I hope she ain't got cancer or nothing like that. That'll be fucked up. And I really do hope that uh, she's able to get free of Percy soon because that nigga got a blicky. <laughs> it ain't going to go well if he got the blicky already. I just like saying the word blicky. Um, also, Alice. Like, you knew what you were getting her into. Don't come in there and act indignant. That's something that people do. They fuck up, and then they come out later on like, you you got mad at me because I did wrong to you. That ain't how this works. You knew exactly what Vernita was looking for in a man, and you gave her the exact opposite and then acted wild when she wanted to eat cereal instead of eating the nasty-ass cabbage you made. Not that cabbage is nasty, by the way. The cabbage I make is fucking phenomenal. But Alice... Mm -mm. the way miss vernita talk about her i don't think she could cook either i don't know i don't know i am just a little bit amused not amused but just like yo you keep talking about alice being abused by her husband but percy he done already choked her out like last chapter that was that was saint so don't be acting brand new but you know Niggas always talk about what's going on across the street like they house ain't going through the same exact thing. You know what I'm saying? Anyhow, like I said, I'm going to try and put these out nightly because I like reading this book and I like reading. And so I'm going to do it out loud and then go ahead and just get it recorded and put out on wax for y'all. You can check out the book um, Old Thought Next Door on Amazon. Just type in Quan Mills Old Thought Next Door. If you get Amazon Unlimited, you can actually just go ahead and download it for free. I'll holler at y'all later. If you're listening to the show and you like it, I appreciate it. Please leave an email at wretchedandratchet at gmail.com. You can also leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast at. If the place you listen to podcasts doesn't allow five-star reviews, just go to Apple. 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Thank you so much for checking us out. If you're listening to us uh, on any other way, please just let me know which format you're listening to us on. I had um, one person let me know that they were listening through the Hindsight Reviews uh, feed, and that felt good. I just want y'all to enjoy this book the way I'm enjoying this book. Anyhow, thank you all so much for listening to me. Uh, My name is Derek, and this is part three of Old Thought Next Door. Uh, I will see y'all tomorrow. Y'all be good. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast.